Hello and welcome to the Allplane podcast, always with guests that are redefining the future of commercial aviation. And as usual, before I introduce today's guest, let me remind you that you can find all the previous episodes of this podcast, as well as many other aviation stories on the Allplane website. That's allplane.tv, A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E.tv. Here we love inspiring entrepreneurial stories in aviation. So when I learned that a young company called JetClub was going to be the launch customer for the new eFlyer 800 all-electric aircraft, a new sleek aircraft being developed by Bay Aerospace, well, it immediately got me interested. As it turns out, JetClub is not just a standalone company, but a branch of a US-based executive aviation group called JetIt, which until now was operating exclusively another very interesting aircraft type, the Honda Jet. So I reached out to Vishal Hedemath, the co-founder of Jetit and Jet Club, to learn more about this startup executive jet operator, about their fractional ownership model, and also about the reasons behind this very interesting fleet choice. But more than anything else, I really enjoyed the chance to listen to his interesting story of entrepreneurship and sheer passion for aviation. In our conversation, we talk about sustainability in executive aviation and why electric planes can be such a game changer for this segment of the industry. And last but not least, I apologize beforehand for the sound quality. Due to our changing schedules and different time zones, our chat took place over a mobile connection while on the road, so at times the voice breaks a little bit. Nevertheless, I hope the essence is clear enough. So, without further ado, let me welcome Vishal to the podcast. Hello, Vishal. How are you? Very good, Miguel. Thank, Thank you very much for having me on the show. A pleasure. We are connecting today with North Carolina, where you are based, but you are actually the founder and the CEO of a company that spans two continents because you founded Jedit in the US and Jet Club in Europe, which are both part of the same group. And you are in the field of executive aviation with a, you know, an interesting model that we're going to talk about now. But first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your background in aviation? Because you have a very, very long experience in this area. Sure. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Miguel. So um, I founded Jedit and Jet Club along with my, with my co-founder and my very good friend that I've known for many years, uh, Glenn Gonzalez. And uh, we both... We both worked at Honda Aircraft Company, which, as, as you and, and most of your listeners would know, is the manufacturer of uh, the Honda Jet, which yep. is the, the best light jet in its class. And I was responsible for the international sales, and uh, Glenn was responsible for Eastern Seaboard sales. And we were, we were both working together in, in Honda, and before that, uh, we both worked together at Gulfstream as well. So I was working at Gulfstream as a as a sales development manager for uh, the international sales division at, at Gulfstream Aerospace. So I was based in Savannah, Georgia, and I spent a lot of time traveling through throughout the different regions uh, overseas. And Glenn was an international sales, and we worked closely quite a bit because we used to do sales demonstration flights. Sounds like an amazing job. Yes, yeah, yeah. We were we were lucky. We were in, in two great uh, manufacturers, 
great companies, very good people. And it was, yeah, it was a great job. You know, I loved aviation all my life. I've wanted to be a pilot and wanted to fly and, and I did get my pilot's license. So I, I always wanted to work with airplanes and uh, it was a great combination of meeting new and interesting people and working in aviation. So before that, I worked at Rockwell Collins, which is an avionics company. And I think it's now called Collins Aerospace. And I worked as an engineer in uh, flight deck technology and cockpit technology. So I worked in some cutting edge research technologies like voice recognition and human machine interface and these kind of things. And it was very interesting to look out to what is coming. So that was kind of my, my professional background. And I also went to school. I did my master's in, in aviation technology and human factors and uh, partially some, some classes in aerospace engineering. And, and then before that, you know, graduated electrical engineering. So my background has been kind of technical and sales. You're an aviation man through and through. And then, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to you know, fly and always wanted to be with airplanes. So when I got my pilot's license, I felt that I had achieved my dream. So, so it, was a, it was a good time spent in aviation. And then, you know, speaking about Jet Ed and Jet Club, when we were working at Honda, people would ask us all the time that, look, I love this airplane. And you know, I would love to, to fly it, but I don't use it that much. So it's hard for me to justify buying a whole airplane and putting all that investment, paying for the fixed costs that come with owning an airplane. And it's, it's a lot of money that goes into, into maintaining and operating an airplane. When you're not using it that much, it's, it's hard to justify. So we kept getting that question over and over again. And a lot of people kept asking us, look, can you find us a partner? Uh, I, I want to share the airplane with somebody because I want to share the cost. And so we we initially went to some current companies that do this model. And we said, hey, look, Honorjet is a great airplane. Why don't you operate? But the combination of the airplane being new and unknown at that time and the fact that it didn't fit the business model a lot of the big players in fraction ownership, we decided, look, we think it's a great airplane. And Glenn and I talked and we said, let's just do this ourselves. So. That's how we launched the business, and we we launched with one airplane, uh, and now we have uh, we have a we have the largest uh, Honda Jet fleet in the world. We have ten airplanes, and in the United States, we have the first one in Canada that's going into service shortly, and then we have one airplane that's operating in Europe, and and we hope to grow the fleet in all three areas in the next few months. So you developed a dual brands. You operate under the Jetit brand in North America and in Europe. You launch Jet Club. Are they two separate entities or is it just a brand? Um, but you operate the same model in each continent. So we, it, 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 they are two separate entities, but we, we kind of operate them as sister companies. And the reason we did that was for a number of reasons. First of all, in the international market, now in Europe, we operate under a fractional model, but we also plan to expand further into Asia. And a lot of places in Asia, we may not be able to do the fraction ownership model just because of the regulatory environment. So we wanted to create a separate entity and a separate brand that we can tailor to our international market. So Jet Club was a very simple, recognizable brand name that it could be a club of fractional owners or it could be a club of members. So we developed that brand and then obviously we also established a separate entity because of the various different rules and regulations required operating in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. um, there was another aspect to, to also separating the brand is because 
initially when we started Jerit, it's kind of a play as to, you know, just Jerit, right? Just just take a jet and just go, just do it. And so it was, it was a very clever brand name, but that doesn't translate into many of the international languages. Yeah. And so people in a lot of different languages were asking us, what does Jerit mean? Or they were saying things like Jet IT. So it was, it was um, kind of like we decided, okay, we are anyway creating a separate entity. Let's create a separate brand. And then we operate a sister company. And the benefit of having sister companies is that if you're a member or a fraction owner in any one of the entities in a particular region, you're able to also fly on our fleet as, as with the owner benefits okay. in a different country or a different region. So if I'm a Jet Club, customer in Europe, I wish. <laughs> I, I fly to the US commercial and then I can use Jetit in the US inside the region. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Correct. Correct. Cool. And tell me more about your business model. Um, you have you operate the fractional uh, fractional ownership program. Um, what is yes, correct. Uh, what your differentiation what your differentiation point here compared to the to the uh, you know the, the the very large operators in this space, um, obviously one of them right. is, is the jet that you operate, the the Honda Jet. But are there other differential right. uh, features that you would highlight? Yes, the biggest differential feature is we we offer days instead of hours because we 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 believe in our philosophy and based on our studies that we did is that most people when they're when they're flying within a region entrepreneurs, business people, small and medium-sized you know, CEOs and, and directors, these entrepreneurs, they want to spend more quality time with their families and their friends. And they want to go out, do business, and come back home within a day. They don't want to waste time staying overnight, staying in hotels if they don't have to. right? So they can go to two different cities, three different cities, do their business, shake hands, finish their meetings, and come back. And so what we offer is instead of hours, we don't want to limit people by hours, we offer days. So if you buy a share of an aircraft, you have a certain number of days that are available to you. And you have the aircraft for the whole day? If you want, if you want to use it for the whole day, you have it available okay. for the whole day. So if you want to have an eight-hour itinerary, we uh -huh. will make the aircraft available to you. And what that does is you know, many clients choose to use that day. Some say, I don't need for the whole day. I'll just use for two hours. And that's fine too. So it, we leave it up to them how they want to use it. And mm -hmm. on average, we have seen our customers use the airplane for anywhere from one and a half to two hours each day because they do a flight out and come back or they just do a one-way flight. And, and then that day, so if you use it on one day, that that day is, is written off, let's say. Um, it's, it's not, you're not counting periods of 24 hours, but you say like, I don't know, the, the 4th of August, I need the plane. Um, let's say you do a two hour flight and that's one day that it's counted out of your, Correct. your allowance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Correct. Right, right, right. Because we have to service multiple owners as yeah. well. So. Yeah. Or, or uh, the opposite. Yeah. Or you might use it, I don't know, you have a very busy schedule and, and you, you use it for eight, in different segments in the day and that would be yes. just one day correct correct uh-huh okay correct the only limitation is that we don't exceed our flight time duty limitation so that's okay. the limitation yeah mm -hmm. and everything is included uh, pilots uh, everything with with the membership yes yes we we are a one-stop shop it's mm -hmm. a turnkey solution so we have our aoc 
And with our AOC, you know, we hire the pilots, we oversee the maintenance, we have camel, so we make sure that everything is taken care of. All the owner has to do is call up or email our dedicated concierge team that is available 24-7 and we do the rest. Okay. So it's, it's aircraft ownership without the hassle of aircraft ownership. Mm -hmm. and, and what's the typical fee structure? So if I wanted to become a member, I guess, would I pay an entry fee? Then I, is there an annual or monthly fee? And, and then is there an additional fee depending on the destinations you fly to? Right. So for our fractional ownership, it's, it's very simply put, you buy a share of an aircraft. So the Honda Jet, uh, retail price of the Honda Jet is you know, about 6.3 million with all the options. You buy a, a particular share, that number is divided by how many shares you have, and that's what you pay to take ownership of a share of an aircraft. And then you get title to the aircraft with that amount of airplane that you have as equity. So okay. think, of it as a, think, think of it as a timeshare model, but with airplanes, and you take ownership of that, that part of the airplane. And then we also split all the fixed costs. So you have fixed costs like pilot salaries, insurance, hangar parking, maintenance, everything that's in the fixed costs. We, we, you also share that amongst the owners. So if there are eight owners, then you divide it by eight and that's what you're paying monthly. Okay. Uh, can you say again what's the retail price of a, of a jet club? Because uh, the sound was breaking a little bit when you said. Yeah, the, the Honda jet costs $6.3 million. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's the total aircraft and then based on what share you have it's just divided by that okay that amount of share yeah. okay so the, the the fraction you get depends on how many people are co-sharing that particular aircraft and right. okay and what factors drive the number of people that share an aircraft is it the 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 members bring their own people or you have some mechanism to assign them in in batches or how does it work Oh, no, no, no. They, they don't have to bring any more other partners. Okay. We find the partners. We okay. sell shares in the aircraft. So who you mm -hmm. own the aircraft with, you, don't, you may not even know most of the time because it's, we protect the privacy of every share owner. It's like flying, owning your own airplane. So privacy mm -hmm. is important. And uh -huh. that's, that's actually more beneficial and more advantageous mm -hmm. than you trying to find partners yourself because if you try to find your own business partners or uh, friends or relatives, many of the time, it never works well because you end up fighting with each other mm -hmm. or, you know, having disagreements yeah. and yeah. who gets preference and all that stuff. So we avoid all those headaches. We just say you buy your own portion of the share, mm -hmm. we find the rest. Okay. Which means and we have our dedicated sales team to, you know, go and, go and sell shares on the aircraft. And you decide how many planes you purchase based on the amount of interest you get from the market. So let's say you get... Well, That's you know, right. I know five new people interested, so we can buy a new plane, something like that. Yeah, that's right, and and that's something we do detailed, mm -hmm. um, detailed um, market analysis and demand and, and, and every, everything like that. So we 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 based on that, we put a fleet order with Honda Aircraft mm -hmm. in the beginning. Uh -huh. We had ordered five airplanes. We, we took delivery of those five airplanes really quickly, and before that, actually three, three mm -hmm. and then five. Yeah. So that was our second fleet order. We completed. What about the structure? Sorry, it's not clear. It's not yet clear to me uh, as a member. How would you pay for this membership? So you would purchase. So you a, buy the a share. I share, a share so in you, aircraft, pay, but but then going on into the future, you have I guess some regular payments, right? So how does this work? Yeah. So you pay monthly fee, and then you pay an hourly fee when you fly the airplane. Okay. And and that is you know that's something 
normally do anyway when you fly an airplane, right? You just pay that to us and you, you take care of the rest. I see. You made a um, point earlier about the Honda Jet being the best jet in its category. Can you tell us more about that? Why is, what's so special with the Honda Jet and what are the good points it has? So the, the Honda Jet is, is a class-leading airplane. It's the fastest airplane in its category. So it flies at a maximum uh, operating speed of 422 knots. So it's, it's very fast. It's also, you know, very, uh, very excellent uh, climb capability. You can climb directly to 43,000 feet with max takeoff rate in under almost 20, about 20 minutes. Um, goes goes way above most where most commercial jets fly. So it's it's fast climbing. It's it's high speed. It's it's unique design with the engine over the wings. What that enables it is to really allow a very quiet cabin and a very uh, spacious cabin. So the attach points on the fuselage are not a factor anymore. And what that helps in is separation of the vibration of the engines with the fuselage. And then you, you are allowed more space in the cabin. So you have a spacious lavatory, which is also very unique in this class of aircraft. A very usable toilet with, with you know, full solid doors. So you can actually use it like a large cabin. And when you sit in the airplane, I mean, I used to do demonstration flights in Gulf Streams. And to me, this did not feel cramped. Yeah, I've been in an Ondajet actually, not flying it, <laughs> but I, I've been in the, uh, inside a, a Ondajet in the static display at Rubai at the, at the Moscow Executive Jet Show. I think I've got some pictures. I'll, I'll, I'll check them out and I'll post them so that I can, you know, give some more context. You operate it in a five-passenger configuration normally, right? One, one pilot. That's and, right. That's right. Yeah. One, uh, one no, or two we pilots. always operate with two. Two. Mm-hmm. We always operate with two pilots. The aircraft is certified for single pilot, but we, we operate always with two pilots uh, to just add a level of safety. And five passengers, uh, you can actually carry six passengers because the lavatory is also has a, has a belted uh, lab, which means okay. uh, certified for with, with a seat belt. So you can also, if, if you really need six passengers, you can also carry mm-hmm. six. But okay. ideally... Uh, with, with four, it's quite spacious. Anything more becomes a little bit cramped on longer flights, but if it's you know, a short flight, then it's perfectly doable. Mm-hmm. And you recently um, made headlines because you are the launch customer for the eFlyer 800, which is the, the new electric aircraft made, well, made, still not made, but um, projected by, by aerospace. And what can you tell us about this? We are, we are very excited about this. Um, this order and it's uh it's it's not just a fluff order like most most orders you've seen in the market with these big announcements and big numbers but when you dig deeper you see that there's not really any any deposits or commitments or or any of that but we have made firm commitments to buy aerospace and we have put in non-refundable deposits so we're very serious Mm -hmm. about about this aircraft and about putting it into operation and with the with the with the with this beautiful design, I mean, it's one of the most beautiful airplanes that I've seen out there. It's very sleek, very aerodynamically efficient, and uh, and you know, George is a very experienced and, and very accomplished uh, entrepreneur and aviation engineer. So we had we we put our we had faith in him in in developing this and bringing this to market, 
and getting the certified because that is the most important thing is obviously get the airplane certified. And we hope that BI can get the airplane certified both here under FAA as well as in Europe under EASA so that we can put it into operation. The, the numbers are spectacular. The airplane can do 500 nautical miles and the airplane has a seating capacity of, of two pilots plus six passengers in the executive configuration. And it, um, it has an operating cost. I mean, the estimated operating cost is under $200 an hour. So how does it compare with a conventional aircraft in this category? Well, if you look at a, a light jet or a very light jet airplane, I mean, that's about one-fifth the cost. A typical light jet is somewhere like $1,200 an hour. Oh, wow. This at yeah. $200 an hour is, is much, much. So yeah. it brings down the cost of private flying, enables more profitable operations, and most importantly, it's clean. There's no fuel and fuel burden. It's, it's all battery operated. So mm -hmm. we're very excited. It's the next frontier in aviation. What about the, the members? Uh, what's been the reaction? Are they excited? Are they looking forward to flying this new technology anytime soon? Yes, yes. I mean, everybody is quite excited, but everybody also is, is realistic in terms of, you know, when can this, this airplane enter, enter the market? Uh, certification is a long, tough and hard road. And so the members are looking forward to it, but they are also you know, realistic in their expectations of when the airplane will enter service. So we have told them that, you know, we, we will be ready when the manufacturer is ready. Yeah. Brings it to market. But, about, but it's definitely something that everybody is looking forward to. What, what about infrastructure on the ground? I guess uh, with this plane, you can fly to many uh, locations. That I don't know if it, it opens up new runways that were not accessible. Correct. Um, Correct. But you would need some charging infrastructure there, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. You know, you're you're totally right. I mean, there is some some preparation that is needed, mm -hmm. and the way I view it is the EV tolls are a little bit more challenging in terms of the infrastructure that is required. These uh, vertiports and certification of these vertical takeoff and landing, which requires a lot of power. But in, in my estimation, the, the electric conventional aircraft that we are looking forward to operating are not as difficult or the challenges are not that insurmountable compared to EV tolls. So we use the same infrastructure as normal airplanes with the runways and the taxiways and everything. The only difference will be the charging stations but I'm optimistic because if you look at a manufacturer like Tesla that has made electric vehicles so widely acceptable, and because of that, there have been charging stations for cars that have been installed everywhere, um, and the infrastructure is catching up. So I don't see that aviation will be much behind once we, once we you know, really start operating these aircraft. And... A lot of times we may install our own electric chargers at these at these airports and FBOs, or, mm -hmm. or you know we'll work with the OEMs mm -hmm. to to make these these infrastructure uh, changes happen because it's it's inevitable. It's coming. Are you going to operate them in principle in America first, and then uh, are we going to see it in Europe anytime soon? Well, I think I would like to operate in Europe earlier than, than America, just because of all the 
the uh, regulations and restrictions and demand that is there in Europe with a lot of governments putting in you know, all these goals, the climate change goals that they have, that can only be possible with electric aviation. So I would love to, to operate these airplanes simultaneously, but it depends on the certification plans by the manufacturer and by aerospace has promised us mm-hmm. that they will concurrently certify under FAA and EASA at the same time. And yeah. if that happens, then yeah, we will put the airplane into operation both in America and Europe at the same time. Okay, great. Well, looking forward to that. Really yeah, looking forward we, to seeing it. <laughs> we can't wait. To seeing electric planes as soon as possible. As so as so ask um, when you yeah. when you when you interview George, ask mm-hmm. him, Hey George, when can you get these airplanes quickly to Jet Club and Jet? We're waiting <laughs> even. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, making a note. Um, so sure, yeah, yeah. Very good. So, um, yeah, so exciting times ahead. And, well, definitely wishing you all the best with this project to move into electric aviation. We're very excited and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to, uh, to speak with you. A pleasure. I'm going to be posting uh, all the relevant links and, and pictures so that people can have all the references in the show notes, as always. And yeah, so thank you so much and wishing you all the best with all these exciting projects. Thank you so much, Mikhail. Uh, look forward to meeting you someday soon in some air show, I hope. Hopefully, hopefully. Take care. Bye. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. Before you go, and if you like this podcast, a quick reminder that it would be absolutely great if you could please give it a rating on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you are using, or recommend it to a friend or whomever might be interested. Thank you very much and see you soon.